Going Off Track has the best fans in the world. Guys, seriously, we only had the Patreon account going for two weeks, and we've already reached our first major goal, which was to cover all of our server costs. Thanks so much to all of you that joined early. If you haven't joined Patreon, if you are interested, we're going to have bonus episodes up there that will just be for patrons. There's going to be bloopers, outtakes. We've got stickers, buttons, T-shirts coming. There's some other incentives, including direct correspondence with the staff at a certain level. Just take a look. There's several different tiers, so you can start at whatever level you're comfortable with. It's all really appreciated. Thanks so much. It's patreon.com slash goingofftrack. You can also get there via our website, goingofftrack.com. Hello and welcome to Going Off Track. Oh, this is Going Off Track. I'm in the wrong place. Oh. Sorry. It's cool. I See you later. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That Can I hang a- out? Yeah, why not? We're hanging out at Brad's place. It's super mellow, drinking coffee. On the real Lower East Side. The real Lower East Side. <laughs> I got some spicy pickles. Uh, man. They stopped at the pickle guys on yeah. the corner of Essex. Yeah. Those pickles are so good there. Yeah. Everything they have there is really good. Yeah. I went with the the full sours. Usually I get the half. Right. But yeah, try to go crazy. I mean, if you eat anywhere in Lower Manhattan and they give you a pickle, it's usually from those guys too. Really? You can tell. Yeah. Well, I can. They have all kind, I didn't realize they had so much other stuff that yeah, was pickled. Pickled like Beets carrots or carrots, whatever, like everything. The classic is really the way to go. But there's some things I like, like pickled. Um, pickled What's the peppers classic? Are good. Just a pickle. Yeah, sour pickle. Yeah, but pickled peppers are really good, man. They're good to put on like sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like the barrels. I like the whole thing. I it's, like the whole. Yeah. It's cool because, like, there's a few of those places, you know, well, like Kosar's, Biales, that, you know, you're just, you see the gentrification and you just know that their time is limited. And, but they've, I think that they're like kind of, they've figured out how to kind of cash in on the tourism of like, because I think people want like an authentic experience. Because it's like, you go to Williamsburg, I'm sure there's some place that sells like $19 jars of pickles in Williamsburg. Like, like, you know, and I'm sure that, they sell those, but that that's not like that doesn't seem sustainable. No, it's, I, yeah, I, I, but they're small enough. They can they'll I think they can keep it keep stay around. They have to because I hate seeing these places. There's you know we had a matzo ball a matzo factory on Rivington Streitz's that was there for years. It was right across the street from my old apartment, and that's gone. Really? Yeah, I just like I see that, and I'm like, this is like this should be like a tourist attraction, you know, like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I this some, is very New York to be talking about. May, I told someone the other day, I was like <laughs> lamenting all this stuff is closed, like stage restaurant and like all this stuff. And I was literally, I was like, I was like, if the Russian Turkish bathhouse closes, I'm just moving. Yeah. Like, and I think they'll be fine. Cause it's like, but uh, yeah, there's like a handful of things where I'm just like, dude, like it's crazy just how much stuff is just gone. Well, and it's like, even it, from a, from an economic perspective, it would seem like it would make sense for the city to try to keep some of these kind of places around just for tourist value. Right. You know, like the Russian bathhouse, I would have thought Streitz's, I would have thought it would be awesome to, to be able to point to a real matzo factory that's still going on the Lower East Side. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I what's know. most important, I guess, is bailing out these bankers who just ripped everyone off that, and then get these six-figure bonuses. That is important. So You're that's, right. that's who we should be looking at. That's who our government's looking out for. <laughs> so that's good to know. 
Whoa. I just watched that. Um, <laughs> there's this new documentary on Netflix about Herbalife. It's like a kind of like a pyramid scheme thing, and they kind of go in. Oh. It's kind of interesting. The documentary is actually like a little, like, had some issues with it. It's a little, little anticlimactic, but, uh, but it's kind of interesting. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just basically like a pyramid scheme where they're like right. just preying on like people who are like, are poor basically and having them open these health clubs and sell this overpriced. Like it's just like, there's just so many people out there just like preying on just people's vulnerabilities. And then I, yeah. And I, yeah. It gets difficult sometimes to not want to do that. You know, like I'm wondering, like I've really been thinking about printing up some, uh, make America great t-shirts, you know, on like the cheapest, crappiest cotton made in China that I can and then over sell them for overpriced. Brad is wearing a Hillary for prison shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a size small and it looks great on him. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, if you know Brad, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, enough joking around. Uh, we, have a, we have a podcast today, a very, very nice guest. Um, before we name the guests, I think I should just say that we talk a lot about vomit New, and New Jersey okay. and Cine Purchase. That's fair. I just find that those three things together, very interesting. Those are the three subjects where we're like, <laughs> how can we get tons of ratings and hits on iTunes? Cine <laughs> Purchase. Let's get that in the keywords. <laughs> and vomit. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Don't worry. It won't make you sick if you're having aversion to vomit talk. Um, yeah. No, I, I actually don't think we talk about it for that long. No, I think don't. we more, t- it's not like graphic talk about it. I think it's more some people, it's just whatever. That I what, made a note of it. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of a weird thing for Brad to bring up, but uh, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, our guest is Muriel Loveland. Um, she is in the band. She has a band called Best X. They were, uh, I kept saying they were, they used to be called Candy Hearts and, uh, I kept seeing Best X, and then it would say FKA Candy Hearts. And I was like, what does FKA mean? And they figured out formerly known as. Right. <laughs> so it took me a long time to figure that out. FKA and AKA. You need to know those yes. two things. So, um, and Best X uh, recently put out a record. It is called Ice Cream Antisocial. Yeah. Not to be confused with Stevens Band in College, the Ice Cream <laughs> Socialist. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ice Cream Antisocial is out now. It is on Spotify. Um, and Mariel uh, and me became friends uh, online. And this was the first time we actually had hung out in person, but we talked a lot and uh, talked about a bunch of drama in her life um, surrounding her last band. We talked about her new record. Uh, we talked about Jersey a lot. Saves the day. Uh, Mariel's a super, super interesting person. And... Uh, yeah, I'm glad that we could have her on. And yeah. uh, and then we had the whole gang there for it too, man. Yeah, we had it's the not, whole crew. We did this after our Living Color episode. Yeah. At Pulse Music. At Pulse Music. Um, Put a little logo in there. Check out Pulse. Pulse Music. West 29th Home Street. Of going Off Track podcast. Yes. Shout out <laughs> to Pulse Music. Thank you so much for letting us use your beautiful studio. And now let's listen to this excellent audio quality podcast <laughs> with Meryl Loveland, a.k.a. Candy Hearts, FK. aka FK, <laughs> aka Best X, FKA Candy Hearts. That's it. Yes. Okay. Got it. Here's a okay. Bye. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I went to Catholic school for a year of my short life. Oh, really? I was five. And then my mom got in a fight. With a nun. With a nun. <laughs> and we got pulled out. <laughs> I have a similar story with Hebrew school. I went to Hebrew school for a year, and we had to make a paper mache Moses. And my mom was so pissed that she had to buy, like, actual, like, baby clothes for a Moses. <laughs> She was like, she's like, you hate this, right? I'm like, yeah, it's the fucking worst. She's like, all right, you don't have to go anymore. And it was because she didn't want to buy fucking baby clothes for paper mache Moses. Yeah. So that's it. That was faith went away from me. Right yeah, there. I get it. That was I, it. I get it. Um, Before the commandments were even uttered. Yeah. Never even heard them. <laughs> never so, heard them. So, Mariel, have you done a lot of podcasts? What's your podcast track record like? Is this your first podcast? Yeah. Well, one I did. Well, wait, no, that's a radio show, I guess. So I've not, I've not done. Oh no, I did one. I did. Who's that guy? I think his name is Shane. He does the lead oh, singer one. Yeah, oh, Shane Silverstein. From Silverstein. I did that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. he's a good dude. Shane is he's a good really dude. Nice. podcast number two for you. I guess too. I think so. Yeah. Great. It's gonna we be. We are far less polite because he's so Canadian. He is very. <laughs> he was very really polite. polite. He's yeah. so nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Too nice. I don't trust. <laughs> Uh, so you just got back from tour. I did. How did it go? Is it on? This it's is on. This oh. is right. We're on. What's, what's your... Okay. Wait, is it on? Rolling. Uh, is it on? Steven yeah. hit play and record at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> was this the first, um, like, Best X tour? Or... Yeah. Okay. It was the first Best X tour, and it was all right. <laughs> Do you feel like... <laughs> so obviously you toured a lot as, as Candy Hearts, and then you're doing this new band. I mean, do you feel like people know like is it hard to get those people who are into the original band to come out or did a lot of that like how does that work i guess i think there was a little bit of my mistake of not releasing my album before the tour i released it while i was on the tour so after it was out our shows were good before it was out our shows were not good (laughs) (laughs) really yeah it was like there was like a turning point where literally when it came out or like the couple days before our shows were fine. And then before that, it was like kind of empty from what I'm used to. Not that I'm complaining. You think it was from the maybe PR around the album? Yeah, I think, I don't know. Maybe like. It's not like people were waiting to hear the record. I know. Decision, right? I don't know. Maybe they were because they saw like Best X and they're like, well, I'm going to wait to hear the record because. Right, maybe. Oh, yeah, what if, what if she only plays new songs and not old ones? Right. Which I kept writing online was not going to be the case because I was so super nervous that people would think that. And, um, you know, Twitter hides stuff, so I guess no one saw it. <laughs> Do people even use Twitter anymore? We were just talking about this. Just talking about it. There's this I, guy that seems to have revived it. We think Donald Trump is like brought Twitter back from the brink. <laughs> He's totally I'm brought I'm thankful it back. for that because that's... <laughs> The, the social network I do the best on. So without yeah. Twitter, I'd have no business. <laughs> so oh my gosh, you something. owe something to Donald Trump. I know, it's gross. <laughs> oh God, it is gross. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm sorry for the realization. Do, do you, Obama totally still gross. has more followers. <laughs> that's true. Than Trump. Do so, you? so you're good. No, that's what, the, and that's the whole thing. Doesn't that's happen, why we are. Doesn't oh. happen on you. Here's that's the thing. So I refuse mad. to follow him, but I do read what he writes. Yes. I block him. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Have you tried the filter where you can pick a word? I thought about like filtering out just the word Trump and then seeing how my 
feed lessons. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> Wait, uh, you can really? You can take you can Trump you can, out? You can take any word out. Ooh. Interesting. I was thinking about the word the as well. That's fine. Yeah. Just to see what would happen. Now, does it just erase the word, or does it take away the entire tweet? It just... Bl- Good question. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it'd be pretty funny if they're like, no, we're only going to erase that one word. Yeah. That'd be I, a lot of funny tweets. i take there. LOLs out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You I could would. really like comb through a lot of the stuff you don't it's need to see. a lot of emojis. Uh, to Mariel, you know, one thing Benny does... Uh, I know a lot about Benny. One thing we Benny does about each on other. Twitter is he'll, uh, he'll engage with trolls sometimes. <laughs> or not trolls, but he'll argue with people that don't share his opinion. Not argue, debate. Debate. I, you know what I'm trying to say. Do you, I'm, I'm assuming you get some of that too. Every, everyone does. I mean, do I'm you, so bad. Do you ignore it or you can't help I it? I can't. I was having this conversation with, you know, we were recording our album, like the one before, the Best X one. I was having a conversation with someone in the studio because like someone posted a nasty comment on their thing and they like fired back and I'm like why would you do that he's like every once in a while you take all of that negative stuff in and like someone you're just like I'm gonna change that person's mind and let them know that can I curse yes oh yeah okay no (laughs) (laughs) let them know that they're like an asshole and it just never works and like I'm from that school of thought where I literally went off on a kid kind of for writing a negative review (laughs) about my record on a blog that I had never heard of so I just gave him traffic to my negative <laughs> review because I'm like, no, no, no. He just said, stick to what you know, assuming that I don't know what I'm writing. <laughs> I flipped out because like it wasn't like that he said it was bad. It's that he was like, stick to what you know. And it was just like, I cannot bite my tongue. I'm so bad. Yeah. <laughs> A good way to, to to respond to that is, that's true. How's your band? <laughs> oh, I did. I gave him a review for his band. <laughs> he did have a band. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I... <laughs> What is his I'm band mean, called? I'm so mean. What's his band called? <laughs> What's the band? I don't remember. I just uh, looked up. Yeah, don't give him any the, traction. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but that I don't been fun no, for they're a few fine. They're, it's a kid. It's like a, a it's like a kid who's was given a, a thing to review and didn't like it, but he was so proud on his Twitter for not liking it. The tag to like the link was like, check out my review of the best X record. I didn't like it, like at all. And now I'm like, <laughs> why would you spread that negativity? Just post your review. If it's not good, it's not good. But like. Oh, I didn't like it. Like it all. <laughs> I just lost it. Clickbait. <laughs> no. Clickbait. Yeah. I, I had a debate. Not a debate, but before I was like really good friends with Chris Conley, I wrote or did a really bad review of the Saves the Day record in <gasps> Reverie. For what? Ultimate, yeah. Wow. I still have some issues with, with the production on that record, by the way. Uh, I think you're wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I think his voice sounds weird on it. But uh, but I think the songs are good. Like I like the songs live. But I didn't like them then, and I wrote this... Did Chris step to you Well, <laughs> You know, we sort of knew each other. I had, like, a weird relationship with them because I saw them on their first tour and Cancel It Down, and do you remember this era where everyone just was like, this band's ripping off Lifetime? Of course, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, so, like... Oh, yeah. People, and I lived in New Jersey. Oh, Saves the Day was, was... Was I too young? Yeah. Maybe. You were too yeah, young for yeah, Lifetime. Probably. You were, you were too, definitely too young for Lifetime. You, I mean, like, Cancel It Down came out. That was... a that's a pretty... When was that? 90... Yeah. Yeah. Seven, so, eight, yeah. so yeah, you were probably like 10 or something. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> playing Pokemon or something. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so my friend's band, my bandmate opened for them, was in a BFW Hall basement or something like that, and uh, it was called Kickers. It was like a bar. Okay. And as an homage to Saves the Day, they covered Lifetime and dedicated it to them, and Chris was... 
those guys are so bummed. Yeah. Like, they're just like, ugh, like, what are you guys doing? And my friend's like, it's cool, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not cool. They haunted him everywhere really for years. I think they really meant it. Like, we were, like, young. Like, we were in high school, I think. No, maybe we were in college. But they, they really didn't weren't making fun of them. I think they thought that they would think it was cool. And I every- think I would cry if someone did that to me. <laughs> but for real, the Saves the Day demo sounded just like Lifetime. Yeah, just I mean, about it did. The, and true to form, when and- Lifetime reformed that bamboozle years ago, uh, I was there and uh, we were working, so we got to go up on stage. We were so psyched to see Lifetime. And I stood next to Chris Conley, who was losing his goddamn yeah, mind. Yeah, no, they were all so fans. That was like, like, you know yeah. Sure. No, they played the def- last show. It was tied together, and actually the last show was when like the turn kind of started happening mm-hmm. because Lifetime had saved the day at the last show. And Endeavor, I believe. And they played a badass set and Endeavor. I have yeah. a VHS um, copy of it with like I bought it, a bootleg VHS tape. And it's like the worst angle ever. It's like just like the crowd and like you yeah. can't even see the stage. There's not a lot of people. <laughs> like, it's that. literally like That's you can't even see. Typical crowd like like bootleg video. I mean, if so you don't know that, I mean it was the Melody Bar which was, yeah. you know, like on French Street, New Brunswick, the actual venue is on the second floor. If you were like more than six foot, six foot, I'd say, <laughs> you know, you had to crouch around a lot of places. Like there was a bar, like it was a very awkward place to see a crowded show. Like you were, you were fucking stuck in there. <clears throat> One time at the Melody Bar, I was hanging out with someone in the downstairs while the Bouncing Souls were playing and actually saw the fucking ground of the place like buckling down with people jumping I'm like jeez this fucking place is gonna fall down you can see that webster hall too yeah it's just like yeah. now, where, where in jersey are you from but um, i want to finish this chris oh, thing sorry. because <laughs> otherwise it's not gonna make any sense <laughs> oh sorry uh, so i said the review for, was like a step backwards for him and uh, then i remember we talked about it later and he was like i don't understand how i can write something and it be a step backwards like he's like i literally that doesn't make sense and i was like yeah you're right and then we talked it out. Now we're bros. Whatever. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Where in New Jersey are you from? <laughs> nice. He's so positive. So I know. He's the most positive guy <laughs> ever. He was always stick. very, like, yeah. He's great. He's the best. best dude. Um, I'm from Ramsey, which is like north. Um, I don't know. It's like a New York City suburb. Everyone's dad, like, commutes to the city there. Ben, are you familiar with Ramsey? Of course. Yeah. What county? Yeah. Bergen. Oh, okay. It's a lot of Jersey in this room. I'm not one of them, though. You okay? No. I feel <laughs> a little ganged up on I, yeah. I, Where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Oh. I moved there, but my kids are from New Jersey. So. And you should know something about Jonah, that when he's in New Jersey, <laughs> oh God. things get weird for him. He doesn't really know how to handle himself. He thinks like there's a whole different set of rules, and he also you thinks have, you ever make that a- we don't eat. After eight thirty at night, like what? Like if you don't no, just in general, like grandmas. <laughs> like if you don't eat by this time, you, you can't have food way? until the morning. Let me, Mira, let, let me ask you. A, that's not true. No. <laughs> let me ask you a hypothetical question. Do you ever like say something to a friend once, and then like you're like they won't let it go, and you're just like. Oh man, what did I, what have I done? No, because I'm the one who holds on to everything everyone says and brings it up like twenty years later. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like what was an example? Nature. I don't know if there's anything that I can say that wouldn't make my family mad for bringing it up again. Yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're not listening. <laughs> oh, they will be, I'm Our, sure. The dozens of They're fans all over listening. my Twitter. Oh my God. <laughs> so what's your, take us through like your typical day. Like, are you, are you writing every day or do you, uh, what's kind of your, what's your schedule like? Yeah, so 
I do write every day. That's how I make money. Um, I don't make a whole lot of money from my band. A little, but not enough. And um, I don't know. I wake up whenever I wake up. Today it was like at 1130, which is way too late for someone of my age. <laughs> um, and then I usually have coffee and watch TV for like two hours. And then I write until um, kind of like I have to go to sleep because I'm poor at managing my time. I should wake up early, do it, and then like have stuff to do at night like I, normal yeah, adults. I've been saying this for like 12 years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. And then like I'll just like not write if I have something else to do. Yeah. Is that because you're a freelance writer as well, yeah. right? So is that like what happens Pretty to you? much. I'll like have a deadline, but then I'll kind of like wait until like the deadline is looming and then freak out and and like do it. Do you feel you write better yeah. that way? Do you f- no, I feel mm. like I write worse that way. Hmm. I need a deadline or else it just I, won't happen. I do too, but I do feel like when I don't when I like spend more time like going over it like the next day and like giving it some time away, usually it, it I feel like it turns out better. So I've been trying to be better. Meryl, do you do, you do self-imposed deadlines or do you find that's like setting your alarms? No, I do that. Earlier? You do that. Do you I follow do that. it? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm really good at following my own deadlines. It's just like if I don't have to wake up early, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, you shouldn't. Yeah, that's that's one of I my mean, dream. And, fair, one of my dreams in life is after having children is I look forward to sleeping in again someday. You're not gonna be able to. Though, yeah, right? I know. You'll be done. You'll be done. <laughs> Shut up. You physically, it changes your yeah, body. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I am like I can be a functioning adult. Like I, I yes. have had writing jobs where I had to wake up at seven. Mm-hmm. And start writing like immediately at seven. Really? Yeah. Like what was that job? Like um, I would do a lot of like breaking news type stuff. So you have to get it in the morning like first before all the other publications get to it. Really? For who? Um, who, are you, who are you doing this for? They no longer exist. That's okay. Yeah. They were a startup called Pixable that like ran mm-hmm. out of investor funding. Fair enough. Yeah. It was sad. We were doing really well actually though. Do you have a background in journalism? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah. I have a degree in creative writing. Right on. From where? SUNY Purchase. Holy shit. Yeah. I and have, I have a minor in songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, uh, one of my buddies has a degree in modern dance from SUNY Purchase. Oh, that's a really good program. Yeah, it is a good program. That's why he left our school and went up there. The fuck you a fan <laughs> of modern dance, Steven? I have a degree. <laughs> you do? Here. Yeah. I have, oh. I, well, I, excuse me. Uh, I have a degree in theater, double major in dance, but. So I you can dance? Graduate. No, if I want to. <laughs> Wait, do you know a lot about dancing? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, never, I knew the thea- I knew the theater yeah, part, this is but I never knew the dancing part. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, really. I think, Jonah, how can we open up this podcast to showcase this? <laughs> We're gonna have to do a video podcast. No. Yeah, we need to start no, a video. Nah, don't. Uh, what's 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 the phrase? It's like. Uh, I never said I couldn't dance. I said I don't. I, don't, I haven't done it in a long <laughs> For time. For some reason, I imagine... But I can have a conversation with my kid's ballet teacher who's American ballet theater trained, and she'll be like, oh, you know what's up? And I'll go, yes, I do. Yeah, I she doesn't expect the dad is. to know what's up, too. That's the funny. The only dad there. Aw. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You can really, purchase is a great school. If you watch Stephen walk, he walks with his toes out. I do walk with my toes out. <laughs> when I imagine you dancing, for some reason, it looks to me... Just like Christopher Walken dancing in a Fat Boy Slim video. It's pretty much exactly <laughs> that. Something like it's that. Pretty much exactly. Sort of that. like a half saunter <laughs> dance kind of thing. Maybe wearing like an ascot. No, like a no. smoking he's a coat. Fucking, he's a but I'm, not, but I'm not carrying. <laughs> or Elaine Boozler. Elaine Boozler. Yeah, she had that. No, I, th- I think from we, Seinfeld. Elaine. 
That's not a oh, lane. Lane. That's Elaine, oh, but Elaine Boozer was an <laughs> old comedian. Wow. All right. I'm on mute. <laughs> <laughs> time out. Benny, time um, out. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so, so, okay, so SUNY Purchase, so a uh, degree in creative writing. Yeah. That's amazing. So what, what would be like the thesis for a creative writing degree? You okay, write, so like, my a thesis. Novel or novella? And or? I am not even kidding you because maybe I just perceived it this way, but I really think this is what it was because my thesis was not good. I consider myself very talented, but this was not good. And they made us read it out loud and in front of the entire class. And I was the only person that no one clapped for. I just kind of looked around and walked away. It was like horrific. But my (laughs) thesis was I wrote an album and I wrote, I wanted to write, um, I think 15 short stories, like two or three page stories that went along with the songs on the album. And then my teacher made me change it to do only like two really long ones. And I'm like, well, I can't write a novel. So nor do I want to write a novel literally ever. (laughs) So it was really bad. And everyone just stared at me. So you did a song and then a story and a song and a story. I didn't play the songs though. Okay. um, Because I had to do, that was also like part of my minor thesis as well i tied them both in and i don't know they just wanted us to read and i just read one thing as quick as i could and i'm telling you everyone just stared at me Mm. and then you're like i should be a performer i was just like (laughs) i gotta go (laughs) mic drop no yeah be a performer so when you you play with a hardcore band everyone can just stare at you again yeah exactly (laughs) did you have a band in college um yeah i was in like a country band like one it was like similar to a country band, like not quite country. like the opposite of straight edge. You either are or you aren't. <laughs> no, you, that band. is You're not, not true. Country, with country, country is like a, yeah, it was yeah. an all country band. Oh, Whiskey Town. <laughs> Speaking exactly. of which, when are you going to call Ryan, Brad? <laughs> I was really into Rilo Kiley. I mean, okay. I still am, but like really, really then. Mm. Yeah. So it was like that. Nice. I once got in an argument with that dude about Rocket from the Crypt. With who? The dude from Rilo Kiley, the not Jenny Lewis oh, Blake. one. Yeah. He was like, they're just a boring band. And for <laughs> some reason, I decided to get angry about it and start defending Rocket from the Crypt. Were you there when he, he was on the podcast? Were you there? No, no. He had I, a band with Jared Gorbel. Yes. Yes. Who I love, Jared. Yeah. But and anyway. check out our episode with Jenny Lewis. I know. Shut up. <laughs> I love her. I was singing. I, I really think that... I was talking to our listeners, but... Learning how mm-hmm. to sing to her new album, Voyager. Yes. That's how I think I was able to have a little bit of a better voice on my new record because I just like practiced all of the way that she sings and tried to apply that to like my music. Interesting. What did she do different? I don't know. Her voice just like she does a lot of stuff with her voice. She goes like all over and like my melodies, I think prior to this release were kind of just more straight from listening to a bunch mm-hmm. of like boy singers who just sing like yeah. pop punk stuff you know ah, okay. did you have like the the range to do that already or did you have to like develop it to to sing like jenny i think if i tried to do that like 10 years ago i wouldn't have been able to do it but um i think i had it at this point i didn't know that i really had it especially because i had been taking voice lessons and stuff and like I mean, not recently, but I had prior, and I yeah, just I saw never, that you'd, never uh, tried. You'd done Melissa Cross. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Who's that? Oh wait, did you see a thing on Vice about her? Well, yeah, she did the screaming yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, they did a oh, segment yeah. on that Vice News Tonight thing, yeah. like right at the end, with yeah. a bunch of bands I never She's heard like of. Like a legend. She did singing. not teach me how to scream, but that would have, wouldn't have been useful for me. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a good skill to have. What apparently. is? How does that work? Like, are you just like, this is what I want to work on, and then she's like, Home well, this. she watched some videos of me. Okay, playing. I was like, I need to fix my voice because people are making fun of me. <laughs> what do you um, mean, like, yeah, why you're just wearing? What I don't know. People always make or fun or of people, people online. So dicks. after people yeah. were being dicks, I'm like, I'm just at least going to get voice lessons, so I feel better that when people are dicks, I'm like, well, at least I know I know how to sing right. Hmm. Um, so I went to a, her. And she watched my live performances on YouTube and stuff and found out what I was doing wrong, like how I was singing a little bit wrong and taught me how to not sing that way. Taught you some diaphragmatic stuff? Yeah. There you go. Suck it. <laughs> um, and I minor minored in um, vocal yeah. coaching. <laughs> I breathe into my tummy. So did you, did you apply that a lot on the new record? Would you say like those techniques? Well, that was before. Um, I think that was. Or this was still um, Candy Hearts era. It was when I got the lessons, but I cannot recall like if we had recorded our last record or not. Okay. I don't know. It was like around that time, but we did so much stuff that like everything's kind of just a blur. Like I remember doing the vocal exercises for the first time on a tour, but it might have been two thousand. I think it was 2013 before our record came out, but it might have not been. I don't know. You guys, were you guys, we're on Bridge Nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, I've always thought of as like a super, super hardcore label. I mean, they are. They are. And then there but, was us. And I'm like, can you put glitter on our vinyl? And they're like, we draw the line there because it won't sound good. I'm like, our fans aren't actually listening to the vinyl. I'm sure of it. And they're like, no, they are. We can't do that. I think I was at their office once. In Boston? Yeah. 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 Did they really share cool. it with a bunch of people, like a big wa- warehouse? Well, it's... This was a um, while ago, actually. It's, it's probably like eight it's years It's Chris ago. Who, who runs the label, right. his other business, which does like um, sports-themed t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. They got their start selling the Yankees suck. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. So cool. H- Rusty told us that, because H2O was on Bridge 9 for a bit. Or yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, those guys used to actually like pimp them around Fenway Park and like... Yeah. And really like hustle yeah. shirts. You can make that much money doing that? Yeah. When you yeah. write... Uh, Yankees suck, Jeter swallows, and shit like that on them. Yeah, yeah. people love that shit. Red Sox fans really yeah. go for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they used to. They're soft now. They won a World Series now. They're soft. Me and Steve uh, saw an incredible shirt the other night before Uh-oh. the Low Tom sh- show. It said, uh, Do you remember? Well, I'm, I'm going to mess this up. I can't remember. Exactly. It was an anti autocorrect shirt. It was like, it was like, you are going to mess it up. I love it already. It was something about autocorrect and then the last word was spelled wrong. And I can't remember the, do you remember? Was it something bought at Spencer's Gifts? It probably (laughs) was. I think it was like autocorrect can burn in hell, but it was healed. Yeah, it was H-E apostrophe. And we were eating and I was like, dude, check that out. It's awesome. (laughs) Jonah been, hasn't stopped talking about it. Yes. <laughs> I've been into collecting, uh, and I've been saving some in my phone of uh, brunch shirts. Have you noticed the? Uh, I'm a white girl. There are lots of brunch <laughs> shirts. Yeah, brunch that I know shirts. About. Do you own any? I do have one that says "Namaste in bed." <laughs> but my, even, if you can imagine a woman even more white than I am, that's my sister, and she bought me that shirt. Do you do but yoga? I, no, okay. I don't work out. Come on. I feel like brunch and chill. Wait, right? what? My like what's a what's a brunch shirt? Well, the best. <laughs> I, well, a lot of them say like mimosas, Sunday, and like fun day, or like something like that. The best one I saw recently was. 
quinoa get a what what? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the best I've seen recently of the brunch shirts. But Saturday and Sunday in Jersey City now, you see, and my favorite is when you see matching brunch shirts. So I just did do, the matching shirt thing this weekend. Tell What's me that? about it. <laughs> it's my sister's what bridal is, shower. No, wait, hold on. Back, let's backpedal. You're you're a twin. I'm correct? a twin. Now, yes. are you are identical, identical no. or fraternal? Well, now that I'm blonde, I look more like her. People mm-hmm. say, but mm-hmm. I don't think so. We're fraternal. Fraternal, okay. Um, so sisters born at the same time. Got it. Yes, she's one minute older, which seems like ten years. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and um, so she's getting married, and last weekend was her uh, bachelorette party that I had to throw. And as you can see, these will not come off my arms. I have all these temporary tattoos. <laughs> the gold. Super like made of honor. Oh my and goodness. yeah. And there's one that says Bride Tribe right here. Bride <laughs> one, Tribe. I know. So I got everyone matching t-shirts. And uh, we went on a wine, a bunch of wine tastings. It was really, North I gotta Fork. be honest, it was really, yeah, really basic. <laughs> really basic. I was like, my sister was having the best time. And I was like, really bringing out like the woo side of me. Everyone was just wooing at everything. Like... <laughs> That's what those things are for. You didn't go to Atlantic yeah. City and do Thunder from Down Under or anything like that? or I that? made her... I, I was joking about how that's what it was going to be because she didn't know what her shower mm-hmm. was. But no, no Thunder from Down Under. That's all right. No, because... So, so um, twin talk. Because I have twins. My wife is a twin. It's a fraternal all around. It's Steven's favorite movie. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's Julius. <laughs> People don't understand. He said, I'll be back in violent movies. But this one was a comedy and he said it again. <laughs> It's That's irony. Good. That's pretty he good. picks up a car. Um, and Danny DeVito, I mean, come on. Uh, by the way, my wife calls her sister genetic garbage. Whoa. From twins. <laughs> oh, just to fuck with her. That's rough. You know, which is, now my children are, are 20 seconds apart, but legally they have to put uh, like a minute. Oh, on do the, they? For, yeah, which is kind of funny. I wonder if I'm actually a minute or if it's just legally a minute. That's why I bring it up. I have no idea. You don't have to add, You don't remember? seconds is pretty fast. I don't. Shocking. I don't remember. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Must have not been a cesarean. No, it was. We'll, oh, yeah. Twins. Yeah, of course you were. Yeah. Okay. So um, now do you guys, uh, is it, or do you do you fight a lot? See, my children, I, I'm an only child, basically. My brother's 10 years younger than me. So I don't have the sibling fight thing. And I've noticed now they're now physically fighting each other. And I don't know what to do. Because my first thought is, violence, bad, stop uh, fighting. And my wife is like, they got to sort that shit out. You got to make some rules. Mm-hmm. Like my mom always made rules where like, if I hit my brother in the balls, I automatically lose and get massively punished. So that's but not other your twin sister. That, that's not my twin sister. But I didn't, I didn't really physically fight my twin sister too much. Okay. Mentally it was more. Did. I guess so. I mean, when we shared a room, yeah, but we weren't too bad, okay. I don't think. I mean, yeah, we would fight. But All right. but then we chose to live with each other for six years. And then we had a massive fight because she's literally so afraid of vomit that, like, hmm. she's Wait, hold crazy. on. Go back. Did you live in Brooklyn? Hoboken. Hoboken, okay. She's afraid of vomit, so she can't go to New Orleans at all. No. <laughs> she can't do a lot of things. But mm-hmm. she's terrified of vomit, and I got... Actual I like vomit a- or vomiting? All of it. Hoboken's okay. anything. not the place for you. Yeah. Anything. I know. I know it's not. I would literally <laughs> count the piles I would step over on my way yeah. home on Friday night. That's just like 13th grade. That's crazy out there. That's exactly what I call it. Dude, it's crazy. But I don't know. Our biggest fight, I uh-huh. think, ever was when I took a zinc pill because I thought I might be getting sick on an empty stomach and I just immediately threw Ooh, up. Bad news. And I texted her 
and was like, LOL, I just took a zinc pill and immediately vomited. And I thought, because like, that's not contagious. You can't like catch that. No. I thought she wouldn't be mad. She came home and started sniffing the walls of the bathroom oh. to make sure I even Lysoled the light switch. And when she did not smell Lysol on the light switch, she flipped out and screamed at me full volume for 30 minutes. And that's when we decided she has a real problem. <laughs> she going to therapy? For that seems excessive. No, but she's that gotten a little bit better. Since that incident, she's gotten a little better. Is she, she better. or something? No, she's totally no, this normal. Is the thing. I know, Just a vomit. I thing. know someone else like this who huh. just like can't like just can't deal with yeah. Vomit. And I was huh. I we were on tour once and and she was with us and we were there was a girl in the van and she we, she was like I need to pull over and this girl was like I can't be around this. That happened like, this weekend and she took it uh, like a champ. She was fine. Really? So she's She was gonna, a little rude to the girl that was sick in yeah, my opinion. Same situation slightly, here. Slightly, but just slightly. She did hold her head. She held her head uh, when after. Well, that sounds like so a so this she's situation. Yeah. I'm she's fine. You know she's why? Because there. she's got, getting married and if she intends on having children she's going to have to get over that vomit thing she real told me fucking had, quick. She told me that she would just have her husband handle it. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to look at your kid who's crying. What about the other end? Is she okay with the other end? Like... Oh, she doesn't care about that. Literally, oh. it's just this one thing. Yeah, oh. yeah like, so, I think that I yeah, think that's exclusive. a thing people have. I've, I've heard of this before. But I think those oh. kind of people are afraid of vomiting themselves, which is where it stems from. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Your sister needs to be sponsored by Zofran. <laughs> um, I, I had a question. Could you explain um, Candy Hearts' best ex? Is this a totally, this is, they're both, like, you're the songwriter, but that's totally different people, or how does, how's, how would you explain that to people that maybe aren't familiar with? Well, it's the same people touring with me when they can do it. Okay. I just don't want to put pressure on other people and miss out on opportunities because they can't do it. Um, and I'm in a position with my work where I can just bring it wherever, so it doesn't really matter. Um, oh, I'm really bad at answering questions about myself. No, um, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I'm the main songwriter. Like, I'm the songwriter for both. I always was, which is why I kind of would always go off on trolls who are like, oh, this person's not in the band anymore. I'm interested to see how the writing's going to change. I would literally, like, want to flip my laptop. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just wanted to go in a different direction. And I feel like there were so many things that happened in Candy Hearts that just, like, emotionally were, like, bad for me. Like, and it wasn't just so much me. I think I was letting a lot of things really get me down because it actually is really hard to be a girl in a band in that scene. And it's like really, it's actually really, really bad. Like it is terrible. It completely sucks on like so many different levels. And I wanted to try to start something where I could be like fresh and like not thinking about all of the litany of things that have like annoyed me or happened that were kind of crappy on every tour and you know, a lot of stuff happened really fast for us. And uh, I don't think I was so much ready for all of those things. And uh, it was just like, I was just so afraid that someone was going to take away everything that happened that I literally just couldn't do anything for like our band, like myself. I was just listening to all of these people. I mean, like, whatever you say, whatever you say, like I had literally no thoughts of my own. So I wanted to do something that was more like how we started. Our band more like being able to listen to my voice where when I heard the name of my band, I didn't just feel so anxious that I didn't want to leave my room for like three days. Like it was so bad that when someone would call me from like my team, I would like shake so much that I would have to like leave the room and like it would ruin my entire day. And I would like call them back and they'd be like, 
oh no, I was just bored at Starbucks. It would be like literally nothing. It was like insane. Well, I mean, what it, was it? What are these things that like you're saying like like the scene? Do you think it's the uh, a scene thing or do you think it's women in music in general? Because uh, like, what's an example sure. of something that was like? Well, I've literally never been on a tour until well the last one. I didn't have any issues like that, but I was headlining, so it doesn't count. Um, there was maybe like one or two tours that I've been on where this wasn't an issue, but there's always been some problem because I'm a girl. Whether it's someone sending me pictures I don't want in uh, one of the bands, there's always someone in every band, like pretty much. And uh, just stuff like that, just constant. We're like, even on a level where it's like not bad, but like people, I feel like I'm very shy and I can't be like bros with the people I'm touring with the same way that the guys in my band are. Like they form these real strong friendships. That there's just like this wall where like I can't connect with people on this level because I don't I'm just not the same as them. Like I just it's really difficult to have like normal friendship relationships with people because a lot of times people either they want to like bang you, which I'm not saying I'm like hot shit or anything, but I'm also the only girl there. And there have been times where guys have told me other guys on the tour have claimed me and no one's allowed to talk to me. And I'm like, what? You can't claim me. None of you are allowed, like, near me now. Like, there's just always something like that where I can't really make the same kind of connection. See, this is interesting because Brad here was in uh, the Goops. And the Goops is a band and with a female lead singer. And You can check him out on the Mallrats soundtrack. Yeah, on the Mallrats soundtrack. <laughs> no, but this is really interesting because she was a real, she was a tough girl. And she was very comfortable around men. But... There was, you're like, there's, it was never, I, I, I saw it where like there is, there is a dividing line and there is, and, and, and it's very interesting for me to hear this from you because. Yeah. It's really lonely. There were times. Yeah. And like, you know, and her, she and I were very close. We're like almost, we had almost like a brother sister relationship and, but also like I wanted to have fun on the road and bro down and like. And it was what you're saying is like, yeah, I witnessed. Yeah, it. like I can bro down or whatever. But like, no, there's a day, and it's hard to, like, for the most part, everybody that we toured with and our band was, we were, everyone was very inclusive. Um, Brad there were times calls when she Tim Armstrong lint, by the way. That's where he goes. <laughs> there were times when she didn't want to be included. You know what I mean? When she just needed space. And, um, oh, yeah, that's everyone. Yeah. It but, doesn't bother me about those times, but there are just things like, I think now, like, any band I want to tour with that I have before, if I could really call one of them up and be like, hey, you're my dude. Can you like do me a favor and put me on your tour? I can't I can't do that kind of stuff. And also it's because I'm really shy and can't ask for anything. But, you know, I just feel like it's really difficult for me to make the same kind of connection as like, you know, all the boys hanging out. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. I uh, I was trying to do some research for today. And if you Google your band... Or you like, there's so much kind of like controversial stuff comes up. I mean, (laughs) is that like, was that distracting from being, because I feel like it's like exhausting enough being on tour and doing that stuff. Was like all that other stuff, was that just like mind numbing to deal with? Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, it made me not want to go on tour for, I mean, we hadn't really toured as a full band for two years because I just was like, I can't, you know, I can't do this anymore. Like it feels... You know, it feels like no one like truly has your back. It feels really hard to to go out on the road and you know, my bandmates are there for me. Like they always are. They're like my best friends and they are like my brothers. 
But like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm by myself a lot of the time. And when you're in like the middle of a con- the country and like anything's happening, like, you know, when you're on tour, just sure. like bad or good things happen. It just feels like, I don't know, that you're kind of alone. Like someone in someone's band will like grab your ass and you're like, well, I can't. Can I tell them? Like, no. Should I? I'm not sure. Like, it's just there's always some sort of an issue. That's fucked up. Yeah, not sorry. that like it emotionally scars me because some like idiot grabs no, my butt. No, but you shouldn't have to deal with that. But it's just like it makes a divide. Right. Well, I mean, there's a pretty large difference between feeling like emotionally separated from a group and some dude grabbing your ass. Like that's an actual like physical assault of your yes. body that shouldn't be tolerated, and you should feel free to say something about. Well, last time I said something, it didn't go so well for me. Right. As he read online. <laughs> right. Would you yeah. read online, Jonah? Well, I've and I've heard too from that whole thing that people I've worked with say that I'm too much of a liability and that I've ruined their reputation. And I no longer work with people who have said that, but it's just always in my mind, like now I'm this person who already feels isolated and have has been told that I'm a liability just because I exist in a space with another person who decides to do something. What does that mean? Like you're a liability. Like what happened? Like you, you because she's not playing along with the yeah. Because I'm not playing along with it. Not like not like a liability where someone's going to get arrested Uh, or something crazy like that. But like that, I'm just like a problem. That Mm. I'm like, you know, people see me as a problem and they don't want to deal with it. But that's just how I personally feel. That might not be accurate. I don't know. I'm like very sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's you know, there's there's it's like, uh, and he just said it like that's assault. You know what I mean? Like, there's. Right, I can tell you. Uh, I mean, I raising, think, raising girls, you're like consent's a big deal. You know what I mean? It's like as a parent, like tickling a kid, they say stop, you fucking stop. You know what I mean? It's like something you try to imbue from a young age, and then you know you're a grown woman here, and I'm like, God damn, she's making me matter and matter here, and you're talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, Benny, can you get me a registration thing for the gun too? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, it's online. You know, it's online. I, saw, okay. I saw Lisa Brownlee last night. Yeah. Who is, and I know she was like, helped, was involved in all that yeah. stuff too. And she's, she's like a really good person to have around. Yeah. She seemed really nice. Yeah. She's she's she seemed really, yeah. She's she's seemed really on the show. But you know, I mean, it's difficult to read online that all, like, I don't know, to just read all these horrible things online about yourself. And then you're like, well, wait, like who actually is my friend? Like who, who's actually believes me or whatever. And it's just like. The th- the thing that I think is always weird too is like when, but let me clarify that sure. was like the final straw of like so many things that happened over the last like five years of touring that that when I just kind of said something small on my Tumblr just to be like can you guys just stop with like doing stuff like this didn't even name anyone like that was like what led up to that was just like so many years of being like well this happened this happened this happened it's just like. I don't know if other girls, if that happens to other girls, maybe they're not like, I don't, I'm kind of passive. I don't know. Was it a specific band? You don't have to rehash it, but it was someone no, you got kicked off the tour? Or? Oh, no, because I told them not. To, I was like, don't kick them off the tour. I don't want anything to happen. I just, just stay away from want me. You to, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into like the details of it mm-hmm. because it's like petty, but like. It's not petty. It's well, happened. I don't know. It meant Getting something. into the details of like the private conversations I have with like Lisa Brownlee and stuff. Mm-hmm. But sure. I didn't want to get anyone in trouble or mm-hmm. 
do anything to anyone's career. I just, they had to be aware because I was being threatened. Where, like, I was being threatened in a way where they were, like, people were trying to get me kicked off the tour. Yikes. So I was, like, that's the only reason I said something. But yeah, I think it's weird when people like, because I've had this happen too, and like strangers are like talking shit. I was like, if you're my friend, like you can talk shit about me. But I was like, you you never even met me before. It's weird. It's like a weird phenomenon. People talk so much trash in the music scene that it blows my mind. I will see people literally licking someone's butt. Well, not literally. I guess figuratively <laughs> licking someone's butt and then turn here. around and say the nastiest stuff to them. And I just can't be like that. That's do just you think horrible. That, do you think it's like, do you think it's just a music industry or do you think like... Yes, I do. You do? I can't. This is why I've been so bummed. I've been really bummed the last like weekend because I was hanging out with my sister and her friends who have normal jobs and stuff. And I was telling them about a lot of things that have happened where I'm like, oh, but it's not a big deal. They're like, what? Someone did that? Someone said that? It is a huge deal. Like, we would never let that happen. Well, a normal job, you, like, get reported to HR, and then you get Yeah, but fired. even, like, hanging and, out like- with... <laughs> even, like, with their friends or how they deal with relationships and stuff, there are just so many things where I'm like, but it's normal. It's, you know, everyone does that. And they're like, no one... Literally, no one does that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> See, I always assume, every, like, every... Everything's like every industry is like that once you get into it. I just only know music, but maybe you're right. And I just I thought that too. But touring bands are unique. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I I do feel that when you get to the top, every industry is the same. In which the people on the top need to keep their money coming in, and things are just based on money. Their interest in you is not because they love you. Maybe, maybe or not, they love their music. It's because they can see a way to make money off you. And that just, that is in any industry. But on a personal level, there are very few industries where you and your coworkers will sit in a van together for nine months on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's different. And that creates types of things that, that would never present themselves in another environment you would never be that familiar with someone at the water cooler and they would never call you something terrible because there's never that level of like, yeah. you know. But in my experience, it was the opposite. It was there's more, there was a unity to, to touring that like. I think within your band, there's a unity, but yeah. I think with band the to band. With, really? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there might be a unity. There is, I guess, but some people just love like. To talk shit. To talk trash. Just right. like if they see someone being successful. They just talk trash. What tours are we talking about? Like a tour that you were headlining or was this like Warp Tour or something? Well, I've done a lot of tours. Was like like a what big, are we, like when you say people on the tour were talking like trash. Like the incident he's talking about yeah. was Warp Tour, which So there was a lot if of Kevin bands. is listening, please let me on this year. <laughs> I would really well, like Kevin to play. listens that's to all this. Than if you're on yeah, tour he's with Kevin's like favorite podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Kev? Um, Sorry, I didn't call you back, Kevin. I'll get I'll get to it later. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, a different story. Okay, that's because that's like no, yeah, but no. In general, city. no. That's the talking city. trash in general, in general. Like I think it's even worse on like on a small tour. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, okay. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I I haven't had the same experience. But again, we I guess we're not we're not women either. You know, right? I don't gossip like that. Well, I I hear all the gossip though. That's my thing. Is I like to know what everything is, so I get in all the conversations. You and I'm like, you pay attention to. Here's your problem. <laughs> all right, all this, this is all self-destructive. First of all, all this, this online shit. You have to ignore it now. Yeah. Okay. 
So you, okay. so you seem to feed the beast Kit. a little, then yeah. react to the beast. Oh, I'm just like, what don't. are you talking about? It sounds like you're talking trash. What are you talking about? You I don't stop contribute. Snooping. Yeah. <laughs> don't poke the bear. There's definitely trash yes. out there. It's like, it's like that joke John Oliver said. It's like, uh, it's like a Nazis are like cats. If you keep feeding them, they're going to hang around. <laughs> that was a good quote. I, I, I heard that. that. Uh, do you miss? Do you miss living in Brooklyn at all? Hoboken. Hoboken. You never lived in Brooklyn. No, I was just there all the time because gotcha. all my friends lived there. I think maybe because we had talked about the sweatshop. Uh, I, yeah, well, that's where we rehearse. Okay. Um, Hoboken's in uh, New Jersey. Generally. Yeah, I'm familiar. I parked with my Jersey. car there. Yeah. <laughs> familiar with Maxwell's. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing R. out there, I right? guess. Oh, there's there's lot, there used there. to be a lot of Italian music. people. <laughs> yeah. And now it's food? a lot of college. Cover I am Italian really? and I was once in college. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I know. Um, Did you get into some a little fresh mozzarella in Hoboken? Oh, man. Our last music video shoot, my cousin filmed the video and he brought fresh mozzarella mm. to the to the video shoot. Oh. I'm like, what did you... He's like, yeah, I got the mutts, man. I got yeah. the mutts. I'm I like, don't know if I've ever had fresh mozzarella. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jonah just said, I don't think I've ever had fresh mozzarella. <laughs> well, they don't serve in it Brooklyn past, for they, how long? This is they don't serve it past 8 p.m. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I ate a lot of pizza. Oh, my God. I'm a Jew from New Jersey. This offends me. God and damn. Let's do it, man. You're all pickle bars, right? Yeah. You're you have all to, big You have to go out there before bars. 8 p.m., though. <laughs> That's true. I'll take you to Fiore's, but don't get scared. You have to... You have to Talk to people from New Jersey. I need like, a real salt of the earth jersey. I like they don't have any wraps. Wait, so what's a salt of the earth jersey in? Guys who work at Fiore's Deli <laughs> are okay. like the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Like those dudes to me are like open a dictionary, New Jersey, guys who work at Fiore's, like pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much encompasses it, I think. Yeah. It's like Tony Soprano if he didn't kill people. And just made sandwiches. <laughs> that guy's awesome. You know? It's like Does my the place favorite you have guy. a sandwich named after you? No. I'm sorry. I don't know what I would have to do to get a sandwich named after me there. No, I would have to do so. some damage. I have a sandwich <laughs> named after me in New Brunswick. Grease truck? Well, luckily for me, in order to get a grease truck sandwich named after yourself, you're supposed to eat three in a row, which I'm not capable of. <laughs> so, luckily for me, I worked at a pizza place... And they adopted a grease truck menu, and wow. I was able to invent my own sandwich. And tell us about it. Sandwich? It's still on the menu. It's called the Fat Veggie Benny. It's at Paulie's Pizza on Easton Ave. <laughs> and it, uh, I hope they didn't change the recipe on me, because then I'll look like a fool. But it's eggplant, portobello mushroom, nice. uh, potatoes, mozzarella sticks, and ranch dressing. Honestly, how does fried. ranch fit in and not? Why'd you opt for ranch and not like marinara? Because I was trying to be different. Really, <laughs> marinara is like the go to sauce for a grease truck sandwich. And I thought with the potatoes, with the sticks, and then, you know, there might be a little weirdness with like. Well, I don't know if you know this with the sticks. They're served with marinara sauce. With marinara sauce. <laughs> I've heard Always. I've heard this. I've literally never been served them with ranch. <laughs> no, no, no. You would never. Yeah, I think I was just trying to be different. And I was in a pretty big, like, fat boy ranch dressing phase. I've had a couple of it those. Sounds like you gave this a lot I of thought. I had that I phase, too. I think but, being on tour gave me that phase where oh. I would just put ranch on everything and even pizza. And I was just like... Ranch with pizza crust? I was uh, yeah. just, like, sitting mm-hmm. at, like, a fast food place dipping everything in ranch. Yeah. And I'm just like, who... 
Am I? And then so I stopped. It's because you're eating pizza but, crust outside New Jersey and it's flavorless and yeah. doughy no, my, and ridiculous. My experience is that once there are you horrific the, pizzas outside what? of New Horrible. Jersey. Like Not, actually horrific. Not even just like bad. Pizzas. Like 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 terrifying. Like there should be like a Netflix yeah. B horror movie about exactly how horrible pizzas are. Like, pizza. like, let me tell you something, Indiana. If you need mm. dipping sauce for your pizza, <laughs> that pizza fucking sucks. All right, yeah. this is not how it works. If you can't pick it up because it literally just yeah. falls apart like it's a liquid, it's a bad pizza. Have you, have you toured Europe? Up Indiana pizza. pizza over there. Um, all about pop. I haven't turned toward turd. Jesus. Um, I haven't toured Europe. I just did uh, the UK and Ireland. Okay. And pizzas, I mean, I don't know. What do you expect from the UK? Yeah, well, nothing. It's better than Ohio, let me tell you. The worst pizza ever. (laughs) Oh, easy. Shots fired. Our guitarist is from Ohio, so I can kind of say that, but the worst pizza I've ever had has been from there. Do you know where you remember where you went? I was was telling these guys. I was horrified. I used to go to this chain there. It's called Hungry Howie's. And uh, you're going to sit here on the mic and talk to a bunch of people from out here? And talk about fucking hungry Howies. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's real flavored. How do you feel about flavored crust? They had like twelve oh, flavors. God. What? Oh, yeah. Flavored crust. Oh, flavored crust. Pizza. Oh, you talking about pizza? Oh my god. And starting at five o'clock, the pizza was the price of the time you called in. <laughs> <laughs> so it was called like not at five. More expensive. It was a large pizza with any kind of crust you wanted in one top. But by the time you got to like ten or twelve, oh, things don't even stay open. Maybe ten, uh, but I would I would not want to never want to call it five. I'd be like, that's just tag. I'd call it like five oh four. I'd be like, eh, I guess like, another would you penny. walk in with like four pennies? I'm not too like, desperate. Yeah, like, are you kidding in, me? No, I'm not kidding. I lived in Cleveland. I was didn't have a lot of money, and I would just like order pizzas at like five oh three every day. <laughs> And, but but they had so amazing. many flavors across. I don't I don't know what that is. You're telling me like I should about? know what that what's is. What's the flavor? That's not a traditional Italian thing. <laughs> what flavored crust? <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Like cinnamon sugar? <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be like rosemary. Uh, it'd be like, like what? I can't like yeah, parmesan. It'd be like garlic <laughs> or like like spice like spicy like herb. Yeah, parmesan. Yeah, like it probably was Subway bread that they put sauce on. It actually may have been. <laughs> it, I didn't, it was. It, I gotta say, it was not good. It was not the best hey, pizza. Hey, he can do that. Oh, you're not Italian. Somebody call him out. Steve, you're not Italian. Like somewhere. I'm from New Jersey. Of course, I'm partially Italian. Yeah. in some way. Benny only calls you out for the for the Jewish accent. <laughs> Brad does <laughs> yeah. oh, the most offensive Jewish impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. He lives in the Lower East Side. Of course he knows it. He's like, oh, do you have a couple shekels for my locks? <laughs> Somebody... Find the fucking podcast of me ever doing this. It's just, it's just you don't rude do that it you're on wearing. Podcast doesn't mean you don't do it. It's Brad, good. it's just rude that you're wearing payas right now. Oh my, oh my vibe. <laughs> you know what you sound like? You sound like the turtle from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, I don't know this character. <laughs> the turtle, the best character. I don't know Rocco's Modern Life. Am I too Uh-oh. old? 
I don't know. You might be like, I know. It's coming old. back. Rocco's coming back, though. Really? I'm not that young. I'm no spring chicken, so I have no idea. <laughs> it's Nickelodeon. Right? Yeah. Nick, Nick Nickelodeon. Oh, I love Nickelodeon. <laughs> so where'd the name uh, Best Ooh. X come from? All right. And I just have to say it now before I forget. Back I think on you track. need to go on tour with the XX and uh, X-Hex. They should take me. Fair enough. Good. <laughs> I would never say no to an XX tour. Yeah. I've never personally listened to them, but I have heard... They're massively popular. Oh, so, yeah, the, so I'll go, uh, sure. If you'd like models, me to go. Also from New <coughs> Jersey. Oh, models, there you go. Oh, wait, um, and then wasn't that some, some famous punk five, band X? Also from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Best name in the world. Yeah. So the name, um, I really liked the idea of the name because I said it when I was like, <laughs> now I said I don't talk trash, but I was talking trash, okay? Oh, and man. I was like, listen, you're in a safe place. <laughs> Let's get it. I was, <laughs> I was talking trash about like, the onion. one of my ex boyfriends or. I said something, and Can I was like... his name? No. <laughs> no, you definitely can't. Does it rhyme with... <laughs> Go on. Um, and I said something along the lines of, not that I'm like a crazy person who hates all of their exes, because there's a problem. I'm like, so-and-so is cool. He's like the best ex. And I'm like, it's kind of a good name. Yeah, and then name. I was like thinking, I really like the idea of being like the best thing that someone like didn't want. Mm. Like something like really awesome that people were just like, screw the that. Best reject. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. I feel that way a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best reject? I mean, I, yeah, I feel like, you know, out of all the things that are not that great, I'm like on the higher list of things that aren't wonderful. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> it is a good name. It is better than market. higher on the list of things that aren't wonderful. Being <laughs> an album name. It True. is, it is so hard yeah. to think of a band name, too. It's like, because oh, everything's taken. Well, Candy Hearts was dreadful, and I never wanted it to happen. It was like a random thing, and I'm like, oh, just so I could put my songs on MySpace. And I never thought that it would be like a legitimate real thing that I was like contractually <laughs> bound to and could not get rid of. Funny how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 19, just naming stuff in my room. I was like, well, can I? I oh, that's okay. That's fine. I'll put that as a band name. What's your relationship with the Gaslight Anthem name? How do you feel about it? The, it's fine. Uh, the one thing I don't like about the name that I'd always recommend is it's a name you have to say twice to somebody who doesn't know it. Uh, Are you in the Gaslight Anthem? Yes. So you know Kenny. I do. And Kenny toured with us. Yes. I love Kenny. I do. I know a lot of people you know. I'm Ooh. just not getting into it on a podcast. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> mad props to Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good people. But no one, none of you guys know him. He's fine. He's a good guy. He's, he's very handsome. He is very handsome. And thinks he's a little bit more handsome maybe than he is. That's my favorite thing about him. Because bit. I would always make him feel a lot less handsome than he was. Oh, my favorite thing was good. cutting him down. Yeah, you can't take him down. Small peg. But Beautiful I don't really try to take down people who are all the way way up here. I'm not going to take someone down who's like... No, 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 no. no. He can afford the peg. Yeah, he can yeah, afford the he's peg. He's got extra pegs. So he was good. It's true. <laughs> yeah. He was good to pick on. He was he was a good one to have around. Kenny, I know Kenny's going to listen to this too. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm talking shit, Kenny? <laughs> hey, give me a call, homie. I got you. He'll probably got text you. me like, yo, bro. <laughs> yo, bro, I listened to that thing you said. <laughs> so I was wondering, like, like, just talking to you through the course of this conversation, like, and I've seen the fact that, like, a lot of people have been through Candy Hearts as far as the band is concerned. Like, what do you see in the end? Because I've heard kind of both things in the conversation where it's like, I sort of like to be like, 
the person. I want to get credit for the songs. I want to get credit for the songwriting. Um, and like these people tour when they can and this and that. So like in the end, do you really see yourself as like a band person or like a solo person? I think Candy Hearts was like, I tried so, so hard to make it look like a real band because I thought that like a real band where everyone wrote everything and did everything together. And I tried so hard to make it look that way because I thought people would listen to it more than just like a girl singer songwriter. Um, and I think that did a disservice to me, not because I need credit for everything, because obviously for all those years, I didn't get like the most credit though. I definitely got a lot more than the other guys, which I felt bad about. But I think that it's just difficult to keep people in line with not necessarily your vision, but just like being there when you don't make any money. Mm. So like, so like, um, you know, being, on my own is just easier because I can just try and find people who will do it with me rather than have to rely on people who might not really want to, especially cause it's not like, well, this sucks and I don't like being on these small tours where we play to like, I don't know. I mean, I would never cry about playing only a hundred people, but you know, there are people who are like, oh, we're just playing to like 50 or a hundred people and they're not down with that. And they can't even say, well, at least I'm getting paid enough to do this. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really difficult. I don't really know how other bands keep everybody exactly the same in it. And, you know, I have always offered like to share the writing to be like, you want to write a song, write a song. But no one has. So if people want to, I'm definitely way open to it. It's just it's just hasn't been the case. Right. I get that guided by voices route where it was always, you know, Bob Pollard. But, you know. He had certain lineups that fit that band. Yeah, but a lot and of I times he had different saying, people. Saying <clears throat> that, you know, this person left our band or this person isn't in it anymore and we have this new person was like really hurting us because, you know, we'd be with someone for a year and then they'd be like, okay, I'm going to get married or okay, I'm pursuing this other career or I got a real job. I can't do it anymore. And it would never be anything where like, I literally hate you and you're so annoying and you're a diva or anything like that. But that's the only thing people interpreted mm. it as. Like, so. To just be like, okay, we're a band, it's the four of us, and give everyone the equal credit. When one of them leaves, it always looks bad for me. So now I just don't give the other people as much credit, <laughs> Well, that's, which feels terrible. But That's one of the most <laughs> annoying things I think about this, like, the, maybe this is an internet thing, but I've noticed this in the last few years, where it's like, whenever someone mm-hmm. leaves a band, like, it'll be like, this was a band for a year that no one's ever heard of, and they're like, the bass player's leaving, here's his statement. It's like, dude, it's like four pages long. It's I like, think um, the dude from my band that you talked to, who is literally was my best friend for like, uh, yeah, I, I met even, a like member of your years. band the other night at a show. Yeah, he, I, yeah, I yeah. think he was mad that I wouldn't allow him to release a statement. I, think- I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let, and and I would just anything that he posted or whatever, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't acknowledge the fact that he was gone whatsoever at all. And uh, he ended up going on a podcast to talk about how he was gone because I was just like, nope, 
<laughs> yeah, people just, I mean, like, yeah, you just see these things that are so long, and you're like, I get, I get it if, like, Lars is leaving Metallica right. or something. Yeah. Like, Jonah, you might have a new career in that, writing people's exit statements. Ma- at yeah. this point, I would Holy shit. I have to write anything, and, so and, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, I felt like going back to school, and like, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, that's, that's always what it is. It's like, always taxes. like, so-and-so is on yeah. a different life path. Yeah. You got a dog, and yeah. now you can't do this tour yeah, because it's, like, it's yeah. still potty Just training. say it on the band anymore. Like, they'll get someone else, like, life goes on yeah like well i think you tapped into like one of the larger modern like social media things which is every single person is their own little fucking celebrity now right you know that's like, exactly well, they, what like, i was just are. gonna yeah, say yeah. and that and is the one thing i hate in the world. world that you contain your image in and you contain this in and to you the presentation of what happened to this little world is paramount right now right right and everything outside of this little world is whatever it is you don't even care but it's so necessary to like everyone's like controlling their own fucking brand right you know and this is like what it is is people just think they're awesome and they're like i need to explain why i'm leaving this band because like it's like the biggest deal ever like things won't be the same for the band without me there and most of the times that's not the case Yeah. yeah no it's a sad thing that if it seems like if you don't post it online these days it didn't happen well, that's true. It has no relevance. They don't want to fade into the ether. It's and it's I mean, sad. it's also nice as a musician to feel like you have a part of something you're in. You yeah. know, so if they're leaving with the idea that they had nothing to do with the music, and that them leaving and being replaced is going to change nothing, that's kind of a shitty feeling to have too, as a person who plays music. That would be horrible. Yeah. But things could be said in like a sense or two. What you're talking about are like <laughs> yeah, the long, yeah, yeah. like there was no <clears throat> personal differences. We don't hate each other. We're all still best friends. Right. It's like, come on. Like you probably that. said some nasty stuff to each other like a week ago about it. And now you're over it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like not, not warranting that giant post. Oh my God. Jonah, what, things. like at what point? So what are the parameters? Like how big, <laughs> how big do you have to be, or how long did you have to be a part of it? I'm saying Rolling Stone to release statement. That's big. Like I'm kinda, saying, yeah, I think you have to be I mean, much the biggest band Listen, in the world. If you're only in it for a year, I don't think it counts that much. Realistically, no, how many let's, tours did you go on? Yeah. Let's just say Rolling Stones. That means you have to marry a teenager. If you never toured and only played local shows, that's okay. my favorite time when people release giant statements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's set some parameters here. Okay. What full album cycle? Two years. Two years minimum with touring. Minimum with touring on the album and toward the album. Yes. At if least. you're not on the album, the statement is really like that's even yeah. more like no. Okay. No, Who you're are you? You have writer share. <laughs> mm. I think it depends. Like how? Like let let's say let's say you're like uh, the brothers in Paramore. Right. So like something like that. Like yeah, you're like. I don't know how their publishing is broken down, but like you're a big band, two people. People are gonna. I feel let, that's a juicy story. That, that's, that's a, a, that's, that's a terrible that's example. A that's a bad example. example. That's a terrible. Let me example. try a different one. I'd even read that statement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let me say this: if 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 it makes you think, oh, this person's leaving. I wonder why. Then right. that warrants a statement. Right. But don't you always just feel that way? No. Like, if I just see something on Facebook, I'm like, someone's leaving a band? What band is that? I wonder why. Well, then yeah. maybe... And I don't even know what the band is, and I'm like, oh, but I want to know why. Then but maybe... Like, but like, what if it's, yeah, but what if it's... um, 
you know, like say like Janet Jackson is touring and she's had the same touring guitar player for 30 years, but we don't know nor care because we're just listening to Janet Jackson. This person decides to bail. Do you care? No. Same person she's had for like 20 years. If I was his family, I guess I would. But right. Otherwise, you know what I mean? No. But like yeah. that's, that's kind of the point. Those are, those are the odd parameters of it's like, you know, that's her band. We just hang out with the dude who played the lick for Black Cat. Yeah. By Janet Jackson. That's true. Really? That's mm-hmm. true. I didn't know that. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. That is I, mean, really cool. I couldn't stick my nose up his ass that long. No, I get no, it. I get it. Get a lot of that. <laughs> uh, Samara, what else? What do you have going on? What's What's next for you? What's happening? I'm trying to uh, open for someone. If you're listening to this, okay, you're soliciting. Holler at me. I'm okay. soliciting. We'll take, that's fine. <laughs> soliciting people to take me on tour. Um, I am really, really trying really hard to set up some shows in the UK. I took a poll yesterday, and people seem to want us there more than they do here. But they just saw us here, so I don't think they they're really <laughs> that much in need. Um, but I'm trying to do that. I've been working on new music also. Um, so I'm just trying to get out there. I just hope someone gives me a chance to put like my new band on, on their stuff so people can actually like hear of us. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's crazy. I forgot about this, but the first time I saw you was when I was working on the APMAs and you did that duet with Weezer. Yeah. Which was, I didn't realize that was you until like years later, but that was so crazy. That was like so crazy. There's like literally no other word for that they, except we- like just what <laughs> yeah weezer played and then what it was like a newer song right yeah it was the one that um bethany from best coast she wrote it with him okay. and i got to sing her part which is really great because i love her and she's fantastic so hit rivers up man yeah at rivers do it he still follows me on twitter Boom, but does he read is. twitter i bet she has me muted by now yeah no, so he's DM. like what is this you got a dm, <laughs> DM. Yeah, I, I, he follows me and i'm I, not gonna slide into rivers's dm dude i've done Why? it I've done, oh, i already snubbed on. him for a Fuck hug on shyness. tv dude, no, I, I've, I've dm'd him he follows me i've dm'd him a bunch of times he's always written back Oh my god, I can't do that. I'm not that kind of person. I'll do you it have for to you. Be. I'll, I'll, do it for me. Be like, I'm hey, not gonna get these do you remember that girl who did it? Yeah, I know person. exactly. That's the, that's like the I'm larger no issue. That's yeah. the larger oh, shame issue. Exist. Dude, I'll, I'll DM him. And- Hit him up and be like, remember that girl who <laughs> didn't give you a hug and then gave it to you later, but nobody knows she did. So you look like you got snubbed on TV. <laughs> take it from <laughs> take me. Take her on tour. Yeah. Take it from me. Having Jonah speak as your surrogate in this matter is way creepier than hitting him up. All my other, especially Jonah, will do it very awkwardly. All my other DMs are like, "Yo, I'm at this bathhouse with these girls. You want to come hang out?" (laughs) (laughs) John John and I were out one time, and and we we had a couple, and he went, "We should call Pinfield." I'm like, "We should," and you went. Matt, do you still like rock and roll? Come meet us at this show. And I was like, that's what you wrote? <laughs> I think that's great. That's really funny. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. I think that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, he did so not do that. Ask maybe you should be like rock and roll. Ask him if he still likes, maybe not rock and roll, because that's a bad segue to my music, but maybe do you still like synths? Synths, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that could, but yeah, I cannot possibly ever ask the singer in one of my favorite bands to take me on tour. I would never do that. Just be like, yeah, I was just listening back. That song "Hashpipe's" pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just I'm gotta with it, dude. No? You just, <laughs> be, just be like passive aggressive and be like, you know, I just did this podcast with these guys, and they all said that you should take me on tour. Yeah, isn't that a weird <laughs> idea? Wouldn't that well, be here's so the weird? thing: when people hit we me up like you. that, I always ignore them, which is like. 
I don't want to be a nasty person who ignores people, but I do. And it's usually on Facebook Messenger or like a DM like, hey, can your band go on tour and co-headline with my band? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> so but I don't want to be that person but you or someone else. time travel, man. You got to time travel and look at it as the, as the interview in Rolling Stone if it's still a thing in the future that's like wow i couldn't believe it all i did was like i had to get the courage to dm rivers cuomo and boom there i that am at the happened oscars to me with newfound glory only i didn't take it as a real thing because chad had messaged me the reason we started working with him, he messaged me asking to hear demos because he wanted to work with us and then i never sent them because i didn't want to bother him <laughs> and the only reason the only reason that we mm. ever worked with him was because he found out we were touring with man overboard which were his friends and he messaged me like, I'm really hurt. You're touring with my friends. You don't even tell me. You didn't send me demos. Like, why? I'm like, oh, you were serious. You weren't just being nice. Okay. But like, this is a deeper issue. Yeah. Right? No, at this point, I'm deep, starting to learn. This is here. a very deep issue. None of this yeah. has anything to do with any of those people, Mara. <laughs> I mean, I if know. someone contacts you <laughs> with a request, <laughs> you can really safely feel the need to fulfill it. Good. But sometimes, if someone I'm says, like, please bother me, you can bother But sometimes me. people are like, maybe I'm just super mean. Why and that's what it is. Why do you think he has the time to you even know, write an empty request you, like Because that, when someone you know? talks to me, and they're like talking about their band and they're like sound like they really want me to listen to it. and I'm like, Oh yeah, send me a link. I'd love to hear your demos. I don't mean that uh, ever. Then you should <laughs> like, literally never. You, yeah. And then You've never dated someone in the and like in the back of your mind been like, I think this is just like a prank. Oh, like, for sure. I, no, that's that's why I thought. I was like, this is yeah. not real. Like, she's getting all these, like, intimate oh. secrets, and she's like, like, oh, you won't believe when I'm married dumb things and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah. I still think it's like a high school prank. Like, I'm going to wind up in a... You have two kids. Yeah, in a pool or something terrible one morning, just you alone, and I'm kids. like, are you fucking kidding me? Good one. <laughs> and I went deep. That's a long play. Wow. Yeah. a long play. That's a long con, but yeah. that's a good commitment. That's a long con. Yeah, that is... You're like, serious. I have to really marry you now that was a good birth two of my kids to play this out <laughs> yeah well done yeah real quick shout out here to our big patrons who've gotten us started off with patreon mark lazar mark peralta thanks so much thanks steve shannon andrew carolyn robert tj you guys have really helped kickstart our patreon account we're going to be hitting you guys off soon with all the special content some swag anybody else who's interested go to patreon.com slash going off track or you can get there via our website going off track.com all right thank you to Meryl for coming by um definitely check out best x Ice Cream Antisocial, out now. It is available on Spotify, so you have no excuse not to listen to it. Yeah, it's easy to remember. It's a great name. Yes. Both the album title and the band name, I think. Yeah. I like Best X. Yeah, and it is, like, we have talked about this before. It is not, uh, yeah, it is not easy to come up with a band name. Right. Um, I actually met one of uh, her exes uh, and told her and... She was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, was he your best ex? And she did not. I think she thought it was maybe kind of funny. I thought it was super funny. <laughs> of course she did. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, if you need to record a podcast, come here to Pulse Music on uh, West 29th Street. Yeah. I don't know. Why did I almost forget that? Because we're at your house. <laughs> 
It sounds like we should be there. We were there for the podcast. We're yeah. not there now. Um, yes. Uh, Pulse Music, West 29th Street. Uh, beautiful studio. Beautiful people. Beautiful gear. It's and great. if you're looking for another podcast, listen to Emil and Jonas podcast. Oh, yeah. Check out my other out. podcast. I'm Feral Audio. Uh, Drifter Sympathy with Emil Amos from Omen Grails. That is uh, new episodes dropping. We kind of do it every other we do one one week and then this next week Emil does one that's just music and he like finds all this obscure music he likes and kind of like that relate. Emil knows a lot about a lot of different kinds of music I'm not familiar with. So it's really, it's actually very cool to listen to. Wait, he plays? He Yeah, it's just basically like a he playlist. He like DJs it? Yeah. Can he get away with that? Yeah. It's the internet, man. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to comment. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brad. Sorry, I didn't realize Brad was a narc. <laughs> Do you want to need to search me? Well, you're the one that brought it up, man. If anybody's yeah, him emo, out, yeah, emo plays music on our podcast. I I don't care who knows it. You'll <laughs> like it. He plays cool music. You should listen to it. <laughs> I love emo. Yeah, no, um, yeah. And if you're in a band and you don't want, if you're in an obscure like prog rock band from the '70s and you don't want people playing your music so people can hear it, <laughs> okay, like. <laughs> That seems like that shouldn't be. Well, your biggest... I'm a little jealous because this is something that I've kind of wanted to do for those same reasons, like unreleased vinyl and stuff. I, I, dude, I don't. Is th- you think that's that's illegal? I mean, how how do you get away with playing I guess music it's on a the podcast? Re- He's not selling it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I actually don't really know either. I never really thought about it. I know we've had people sometimes will be like. Hey, so and so's coming to town. Do you want them to play a song on? Like we've had people play songs a couple times on the podcast, but we've cleared it too. We've usually asked. And we've cleared it. Yeah, but also sure that- usually I'm like, uh, I just don't think this is that kind of a podcast. Okay, well um, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, for, listen to it. For real. Check it out because I love the idea. Yeah, it's cool. All right, so uh, <laughs> if you like this podcast, give us some money at Venmo. Yes, Venmo at Off Track. Um, you can also donate via PayPal or GoingOffTrack.com. You can leave us a sweet review via iTunes or you can just uh, go up to Brad at the grocery store and be like, and buy my groceries. Yeah. Be like, Hey Brad, you're buying some kale and, and a stick of butter. <laughs> That's on me. Thanks for all the hours of laughs. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Has anyone bought your groceries yet? No, that's no hilarious fun. though. Going I'll on track fans. It. Yeah. If you're in the Lower East Side, the real Lower East Side, and you <laughs> see Brad buying groceries, Pick up, pick up some. At bro- Fine Fair. Fine Fair, yeah. Maybe just hang out at Fine Fair, and Brad <laughs> will come in eventually. How often do you go grocery shopping? I don't really do the grocery shopping. Yeah, but I stop in at Fine Fair. I get my beer there. They have, they actually like they're trying to like it's such a you know it's sort of a ghetto uh, supermarket still, but it's they're obviously trying to cater to the in- influx of you know the hipper people that are moving to the neighborhood. So they like really up their beer selection. Really, and usually when they up like when they when they get like organics and stuff, they way overcharge for this shit. But like with the beer, they got like all these good beers that I like, you know. And they didn't, and it's like less than it usually is. At the what deli. are some beers you're into lately? Um, I drink a lot of uh, five six points. Yeah, it's one of my favorite beers. And I like um, Dale's Pale Ale. That's kind of yeah, my, that stuff is good. My, it's my lighter beer. I do. I like cans. I, I, I buy I buy cans a lot because I just like I like the idea of cans. Yeah, I like cans too. But um, yeah, that's. I mean, my classic kind of go to would be like, you know, when you can't 
like a Lagunitas or something, IPA or yeah, I like IPAs. I did a thing with cans where I'm always like, whoever has a Tall Boys, that's what I'll get. Like <laughs> I'm like, what has the most beer in it? <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah, quantity over quality. Sometimes there's some stuff I can't like PBR. I just won't do anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's certain stuff where I'm like, I just my body just rejects it. But like I could do like a Tecate or something like. I had a I had a PBR one time that my body seriously rejected, and yeah. I will tell that story, not here because it's long and it's really good. I'll tell it on one of our bonus episodes that we're going to probably yes, try to do to make available to uh, to our big donors. Yes, we are going to have some bonus episodes with stories like that. So you're going to want to break out your credit card and throw it down and open a beer and open a beer with it <laughs> or something. Uh, anyways, uh, wrap it up here. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Things really got off track, but I guess that's sort of the point. Uh, but yeah, so you can do all that stuff to support the podcast. Thank you to everyone who supported us so far. Thank you for Meryl for coming by. Check out best X and ice cream antisocial on Spotify. And we'll be back with another podcast next week. 